What's up, everybody? It's the Locked On Yankees podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. For the first time in a long time, Sean St. Shock, Gary Phillips, back with you. Uh, it's been a little bit of a hiatus for both of us. We've been uh, hitting a pretty busy time in both of our schedules during this uh, season, and uh, but we're finally back. We finally were able to carve out the time uh, and really, you know, get back in gear. That's the big part yeah. as far as this podcast is concerned. We're back. We're excited to be back. With yeah, you it's it's good to be back. And you know, we we've been busy, and the last thing we want to do is churn out a subpar product for our listeners and everybody here at Locked On Yankees. So. Um, it's uh, we, we're taking the time to mold it and do this, do this correctly, and we're we're gonna try and be a little more consistent. Yes, about getting on the air and talking to you guys, talking some Yankees on a more weekly basis. But uh, now, Sean, you've been uh, you started up a new gig while we've been uh, since we've last been on the air. That's that's correct, right? A, f- a few. Uh, I've, I've been going. <laughs> I've been, that's, I've been, a, that's our life in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. I've been bouncing around uh, quite a bit. Yeah, I've been I've been doing play-by-play for the uh, for the Staten Island Yankees. Been t- looking at Yankees of the future uh, this season, and they've been turning it up. You know, the, there's a rough start to the season uh, for the team, and but they've won seven of the last eight. Uh, I'm going again over to the ballpark in Staten Island, to, on Staten Island today. Sorry to those Staten Island people out there. But uh, uh, going out to the ballpark again, uh, if you ever get a chance, I'm there every game, so uh, doing the play-by-play. Uh, tune in radio, MILB.TV, if you have the chance. Uh, a lot of great young prospects that you have not even heard of yet that are down there that are playing really well. So, Sean, yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot. Which one of them is the next Aaron Judge? Uh, the next Aaron Judge. Uh, <laughs> there are a couple of guys that have been that have been swinging the bat well. Uh, no Aaron Judges, I would say, but uh, <laughs> a little smaller. Yeah, uh, the, the the guys that are swinging the bat like Aaron Judge are striking out a lot more than I think they'd like right now. But uh, so exactly the same. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Well, I'm kidding. Uh, they're all, they're not hitting as many home runs uh, on the <laughs> other side as Aaron Judges. I'll say this: the pitching. Uh, at single A short season, Staten Island has been extremely impressive, especially the starters yeah, they this season. A lot of lot of arms down there that are really young, like 18, 19 years old, and are throwing 95, 96, and are just not, really impressive. Not just at Staten Island, but I, yeah. I don't think Yankees fans, we talk so much about this deep farm system and all these prospects these guys have. There are so many pitchers, um, guys who are close, guys who are double-A guys who are, you know, Staten Island and the lower levels, there are a lot of young, talented arms in the Yankee system, and you're only starting to just hear about some of them. So, Sean's getting a first uh, yeah, first uh, row look at these guys. What, one guy I will mention, because he, he, every time we've seen him pitch, he's been really impressive. His name's Ronzi Contreras. He's a guy that is really, you know, he, I think he's starting to come into his own a little bit. He pitched last year uh, with the team as well, and you know, kind of. Uh, well, I'm sorry. This is his first year with with Staten Island, but you know, last year he was kind of really raw, and he's kind of still raw. But you can see when he's out there, like he he's almost figuring it out on the fly, and he's starting to really show progress. And his off speed stuff is really really good. And and it's guys like that. Matt Sowers, another guy that maybe some people have heard of, who's really been strong so far. And we were talking from people from Baseball America who were coming in just to see those two guys the other day so these are guys in the Yankees system that a lot of people like and when you start to see the Yankees list of prospects come out those could be a couple of names in maybe a year or two that you see really pop up high on the list yeah, no, I, I, absolutely it's going to be a, 
But like we always say, the the future is bright and, and there's it's, more on it's, more on it's the ever, way. It's everlasting. <laughs> Um, and also, I've been uh, I've been doing uh, the USL uh, United Soccer League. Uh, if you ever follow the MLS, this is a league below uh, that league, and uh, been fortunate to do some play by play for them uh, during the uh, during their season as well. I've uh, made a couple trips down to uh, their studios uh, in the South to do those games, and uh, have a couple more, uh, at least one more trip coming up for that. So that's that's been the biggest reason why I've been uh, on a bit of a hiatus. I've been traveling, but. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun. I know you've been very busy as well. Yeah, so in addition to the work that I do with Jetswire and Sporting News, I've started contributing to The Athletic on a you know, just a piece-by-piece basis, but obviously a place with a lot of really talented sports writers and journalists. So I'm excited to have my foot in the door there and continuing doing work for them and uh, just get into the ballpark as much as, as much as I possibly can. You know, whoever whoever it's for, nothing nothing better than... Getting paid and working at a you know working at a Yankee Stadium or City Field and watching baseball, so can't really complain. But uh, that's enough about us. Yeah, I guess. We, we, I mean, we could go. We could go on. But you could check out our LinkedIn's or Twitters <laughs> if you really want to know. I'm very deep What's going on? Like oh, it. you're not on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn. I don't like it. You very can go much. to my LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> go to Sean's LinkedIn. Yeah, and my Twitter. And- and, and, just, and read what I write. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't need you on LinkedIn. I, not that I don't want you there, but I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather you read me. That's a good that's a good point out of you. Uh, go to go to Twitter, Gary H. Phillips S Saint J seven on Twitter, uh, and hit us up. Uh, let us know and, and follow what we're doing on there. Uh, or if you really you know business inquiries, I should say maybe either email us or <laughs> or go to LinkedIn. Now, uh, yeah, let's get now, let's get to the yeah, real. Yeah, this stuff. is not the Locked On Gary and Sean podcast. It's Locked On Yankees. Yes. So we we do want to talk about what's going on as the first half of the season comes to a close, and we yes. still got we still got a couple games left, but we're we're getting there. So the first thing we wanted to talk about was the Midsummer Classic. It's on its way. It's rapidly approaching. The Yankees have a handful of representatives going. What they don't have is Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton going to the home run derby. No. Good good for the Yankees, Sean? Yes. Uh, I, Aaron Judge has been there and done that. Uh, John Carlos has been there and done John that. John Carlos has been there. He's won it, I believe, too, yep. with the Marlins. So, the, you know, if you're talking about, you know, something to prove, listen, we know these guys can hit 500-plus foot home runs. We They don't have to do it again, you know. There was the whole debate last year of whether Aaron Judge's swing was affected by winning the home run derby. I don't. I don't think he needs that added pressure, whether it was true or right, not. Exactly. You know what I mean? He doesn't need that added extra uh, thing in his head from people in the media or or whomever who want to say that it's it's become an issue for him. He, he he's on the All Star team. He, it's well deserved. The the fans clearly. Uh, have taken him over these last two years. He deserves to be in the All-Star game. He is a star in the Major Leagues. Every sense of the word. Exactly. You could argue he's the most recognizable player right now in Major League Baseball and certainly deserves to be in the nation's capital as a starter in the All-Star game. I think he should just enjoy that. Enjoy this moment. I don't know how long he's going to play. You know, starters every year, it seems like it, it, it. it's... Some play two innings, some play five. Every once in a while, some play the whole game. Just enjoy however long you're in there. Try to get a couple of hits while you're up there to, you know, raise your profile, raise the profile of the Yankees, and and enjoy yourself. And if if I'm John Carlo, 
you know, the last thing I, I, I'd be worrying about right now is the home run derby. He's trying to get in the All-Star game and, and uh, have a have an at-bat or two. He's, he's got one of the final votes right now that's going to be announced before we release this podcast, so we wish him the best of luck, and you'll know by the time you listen to this whether or not he's an All-Star, but those are the things that those guys should be focusing on, and let these youngsters, I know Aaron Judge is still very young as well, but let these guys, as, as and, and what I mean is, you know, guys that haven't experienced the home run derby, let them do, get a shot, and Aaron Judge can can keep looking at that trophy in his man cave, he doesn't have to add another one, and Giancarlo's done the same. So these are guys that just have to focus on keeping their swings where they're at because Giancarlo's been tearing it up these last couple of weeks. He's been, on a, he's been on a tear. He's been fantastic. And Aaron Judge, you know, he's been a little inconsistent, but he's he's you can tell he's about to find another big streak out of his game as well on uh, hitting the baseball. I, I agree with you 100% on, you know, there not being a need for them to do that. Like, you know, Stanton's won it. Judge won it last year. Judge is batting 1,000 when it comes to, you know, yeah. win, winning home run derbies. Like, Leave it, leave it there. But man, it's like pulling teeth right now, trying to get guys to participate. In, yeah, it's bad. In, in the derby, I mean, you look at some of the NL participants that they have. Max Muncy's one of them. Javi Baez is another. Two very fun players in their own right, but yeah. not, not guys you think of when you think of home run derby participants. No. And then they don't even have the American League announced yet. Anybody? Yeah, <laughs> we're we're looking at it right now, and uh, it's it's yeah, it's Baez, Muncy, Bryce Harper. And Kyle Schwarber, not not a great feel, but not a bad. I mean, Harper and Schwarber is interesting. It's not a terrible feel, but yeah. it also it just seems like it's taking so long to put everything this, together. Like there there seems to be a real right. hesitancy amongst guys to do it. I, I, and, and I think which you know, tells and me I think the that, only reason Harper's doing yeah. it is because it's in DC. He's the host, yeah, he's the host. He's the player that everyone, uh, you know is going to go to, uh, like John Carlo was last year in Miami. You know, they, they need an ambassador for this. And, you know, Bryce Harper, to be fair to him, great will be a great ambassador, I think, for this All-Star game and, and is a guy that certainly a lot of people look up to in the game. I'll, I'll say this, uh, you know, what this tells me that people are a little scared to do the home run derby. It, it does. And you know what? It would be a shame because it's a really fun event. It and be and really I think, fun. And I think last year... They, but, they, I, how do, you not, year, how do you not want to do it after last year? Last year's? year, I think, was, was one of the best with some of the rules that they changed yes. and the format. The I, I think that was one of the best home run derbies I, we've had in a really long time. The, so it would be really, yes. it'd be really disappointing if you can't put together ultimately a um, a better draw of a field. You know, as far as the participants go, because you could argue they fixed it last year. Oh, absolutely! Adding the clock. I don't know if it was oh just my having gosh. like some of the younger guys like Judge being yes. it, or if it was. You know, That's a big part or, of or it. Or if it was totally just because but, of the rules and the format and all. But it was really fun and exciting last year for the first time in a while. I gotta tell you, the clock changed it all for me, Gary. The fact that there, that it was timed. You have to. Yeah. You have to. You have to hit a home run. You gotta hit a home run right now. And guys stepped up. And hit a couple of long, long home runs that are probably still going. Judge hit the ceiling right. at Marlins Park. Which is supposed That's to be ridiculous. physically impossible. They, I think, yeah, no, wasn't there like a stat that said... To, according to NASA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That. That's physically impossible. Defied the laws of physics and Judge uh, was able to accomplish it. Uh, there, there was ridiculously great home runs there last year. And I have to say this, Nationals Park... He's built for a for for an event like this. Oh, there, there's there's yeah. home runs that Bryce Harper will hit that are going to go places you've never seen Bryce Harper hit home runs before. And you wish that the American League can bring their their A game. 
obviously, if you you're Major League Baseball, <laughs> you don't know who it is. But also, you were wishing that maybe Judge and Stanton would get a little selfish and do it again. But you, understand you, could, you could argue not. that they're being selfish for their own bodies and where they're at right now. They're trying to get some rest. They have to play in the game, too. I, I completely get why they're not doing it. But now you're looking at Major League Baseball and the American League, and you're like, hey, you guys better step up here because you got nobody right now that wants to do this. It's funny. You mentioned rest and taking days off. This isn't Yankees-related, but I did a story right. on Nick Markakis on the Braves. Who, by the way, a deserved all-star. For the first time in his entire career. I nobody, think he's played the most games nobody, without being right, an all-star. Exactly, exactly. And, and I asked him, I asked him about it, thinking like, Okay, this guy's been a solid producer. He's been overlooked. Like he's finally getting his due. I figure, all right, he's going to be excited, and he wouldn't stop talking to me about giving up his off days and his and his, <laughs> su- and his summer vacation for the first time in his wow. thirteen-year career. So, like, yeah, for for fans, it's really fun and exciting to see you guys participate in the derby and participate in the game. But some guys just wanna they want to rest. They want to relax. They want to allow their bodies to. Heal. They want to spend time with their families, or go hang out on an island, or on, fish, on a fishing hole, or wh- whatever it is. So it seems like we're having some trouble getting some big names to come out for the derby. But uh, it, it it is what it is, and I'm guessing that's a reason why. I'll say this before we take a quick uh, break here. Make no mistake about it. Nick Markakis is buzzing about being able to play in an All Star game. I, he, he I sh- really don't know that he is. There's been well, <laughs> after I'll talk- say this. You know, I, he was just looking. He was just looking like dead well, into but, space but, but when everyone, I spoke to him. Everyone around the team, though, and, and I believe the the when they did the national broadcast on TBS, they were saying like he was. People were asking him about it, and he was like, "God, you know this. I don't. I don't. I don't." He didn't say it exactly like this. I don't think, but you know, he was really eagerly awaiting. You know, trying to find out if he was going to be an all star. Like he, he really wanted, wanted to, to, after talking to him. I think he just wanted to know if he had his off days or not. Wow. <laughs> That kind of takes you, you. Kind of just de-romanticize that a little bit there. <laughs> and I don't blame him. I don't. You yeah. know, he's got he's got young kids. He's got. A he's wife. also having a great season. Doesn't want to lose oh, his groove. He, oh, exactly. You know, some guys want to just rest on that break. But uh, gonna take a break here. We'll take or, a quick break. We segue. Okay. We'll take a Nick Markakis timeout. Okay. We're back. We didn't have to play in the All-Star <laughs> game. Uh, didn't have to do anything like that. couple guys, though, from the Yankees, Gary, that aren't playing in the All-Star game. Although, you know, injuries, people stepping out, we don't know yet. But there's a couple of guys I know that you were looking at that, you know, first of all, there were guys, certainly deserved guys that did make it. You know, mm-hmm. Judge makes it, Severino, Chapman, certainly guys Torres. worth uh, Torres, who's going to be uh, hurt. But Stanton being in the final vote. Definitely guys worth uh, making the All-Star team. Guys, for you though, that maybe on the team should have gotten more consideration. No, not necessarily. You know, maybe more consideration, but just guys that are having really good years, regardless right. of whether they're an all-star or not. And, and I think for me, the guy that's being most overlooked. Now you could talk about him in the bullpen. You have Dylan yeah. Batantis and Chad Green, but for me, Aaron Hicks is really just having a phenomenal year, and he plays a position where he's never going to be at the top of anybody's list, especially in the American League behind. Trouts and the bets of the world. Yeah. But I mean, Hicks has really been sensational this year. And I know there was, you know, he had a little bit of a dry patch where Yankees fans were saying, oh, you got to replace him with Clint Frazier, you got to make it a platoon or whatever. He's really, really turned it on in the last couple of weeks. And 
He's having a great season overall. I mean, 16 homers, 42 RBIs. He, he, he's slashing 259, 356, 514. This is not what you expected from him. No. I mean, he's already surpassed his career high in home runs. He, he's already right behind his career high in RBIs. This guy is producing nonstop for the Yankees right now. I, I love that pick. I think this is a guy that... You know, certainly with the All-Star game, you know, you look at guys like that and and it's difficult because in some ways the All-Star game is a popularity contest. You got to be well known. Right. But also, but also the this players is, ahead of him are better. Yeah, and this is what I love about it is that the fans are smarter than I think the media gives them credit for at times. There are guys in the game that are not well known but have had great seasons and their teams stepped up. Their teams fans said, "Hey, this guy deserves to be there. We got to get this guy there. That's what also what I love about the final vote as well. That the teams and sometimes the teams team up, like we saw with the Yankees and the Dodgers. You team up to try to get these guys to the All Star game because they deserve to be seen on a national stage. And you look at the smaller market guys; they deserve to be there. But also the unsung heroes, and certainly Aaron Hicks these last couple of weeks has been great and certainly deserves that consideration. As well, one one guy I did want to mention that I I really just wish he would have stayed hot because Gary would have been he would have been a starter. You look at Didi Gregorius. I, what a start to the season he had! He right. was absolutely on fire, and, and now just fell off a cliff, and now it's kind of you know it's it's back to more. it's getting closer to what we expect from him. But if he had kept something close to that up, Gary oh, would have been no an all star easily. And and you just feel bad for a guy like that, a guy that a lot of people in the league like a lot. Not just as a player, but as a person. And it would have been really great to see him go as well. But obviously with the fan vote and the fact that he's now batting 261 and just kind of teetered off like you said. Listen, his, his power numbers are still there. 15 home runs, 48 RBIs. But he, he just didn't match that. Oh, quite the opposite. Went the, went the opposite way from the way he started his season. And, and is just a guy you couldn't consider because of that. Right, but uh, from an... You know, like you said, a little bit of a popularity contest. And again, there's guys having better year overall years than him. But from an entertainment standpoint, mm. also, like, that's a guy you want to see there. 100%. Um, because you don't really think about defense or what a guy can do with a glove when it comes to <laughs> yeah. the all star voting, whether it's the fan selecting, the manager selecting, the players selecting. Right. Like, I mean, there are a few guys in the game who can do what Didi Gregorius can do with a glove on his hand. Yeah. So that, that you know, that, that would have been a fun pick. It looked like. He was going to be at Shuin back in April. Didn't pan out, but he knows what it is. Now, we also wanted to talk about guys that uh, you know, are dying stars. Ah. Yeah, our Yankee selection. Yes. You know, the, uh, the opposite of an all-star for the New York Yankees, and there's been a few. Is there anyone in particular that comes to mind? <laughs> when are, are you, to are start you kidding this one, me? To start this one off. Now, keep, keep in mind, we're going we're gonna to start off with Sonny Gray here. Now, Has we were, to be. We were recording this before his Wednesday evening Thank God. start against the Baltimore <laughs> Orioles. Sean doesn't think it's going to go very well. I but. don't think you do either. I mean, I, I can't imagine that anybody thinks it's going to go very well. Listen, there's been, there's been plenty Here's of times. Here's what I think. I think yeah. it can't go as poorly as the last two. Well, that's a low bar, Gare. It is. You know? But I, here's my, here's <laughs> my problem. Steps. Well, there's two things here with Sonny Gray. The first is that he, I'll say this, there have been definitely times this season where I thought that Sonny Gray was going to go out there and absolutely have a terrible start, and he's been really good. You know, there's been times where he's been pleasantly surprising. 
But my God, the last two starts, he's been a dumpster what is fire. It? What is that saying? A broken clock is right twice a season? Twice a, Oh, twice a season. There you go. <laughs> you, you got me there. Absolutely. And and listen, Sonny Gray's had a couple of really good starts, but, but for the most part, he's been awful. I, and I hate to say that because his stuff is so good, and we've we've defended him in the past for that. There's been times where... Oh, he, his stuff is electric. Like, there's it's no, so like, there's good. No it's, a, it's a crime that he's this bad. Right. It really is. There, there's no doubt that there is a talented pitcher in there. And that, I mean, his stuff is still really electric. good. He just doesn't seem to have any confidence... Or control when it comes to what he's throwing. It's unbelievable to watch, Gary, because you just see it, not only by body language and for guys like us that have been wa- that have watched a few games. It's listen, we're not we're not calling ourselves experts here, but it's pretty easy to tell when Sonny Gray is not having confidence in his stuff. You he, can... He's afraid to throw the fastball in in into hitters into into righties. His curve his curveball, which is my God, sometimes unhittable. He's hanging at every other pitch. Yeah. It, it's it's right in the zone for for these guys to hit, and it's no wonder but, that his ERA is is well. Where is it right now? I, I've lost track. It's at five point eight five before this start. Here, he's just and, and here's the craziest part about it, Gary. At home, he has the I think he still has the worst ERA by a Yankee starter at home ever. He's got one of the worst ERAs in the American League. It's 585 going into Wednesday's it, game. It, it's I, absolutely been terrible. And you're, I'm shocked he's got five wins on the season. I really, It should be even less than that. I, it's been that bad, and he's lucky he's gotten some run support in some of the games. He, he's been a falling star all year, and it's just been tough to watch because he could be an all-star when he is at his best. It, it, it's really tough to figure out, and at a certain point you have to wonder... It is it just a matter of a guy being in his own head? Well, I'll ask you, when do you pull the plug on this? When do you pull the plug on Sonny Gray? Because this is about a year and a half of this now where he just well, has not been what the Yankees have well, asked for. We're recording this before his start against the 26-win Orioles. Yankees, by the way, so, need to win that game. you got to right. get a split well, after you've already well, lost two in the first already, three. That will have already been decided. But let's say, uh, you know, again, you listen to this on Thursday. Yes. This game's already happened. If Sonny's start against the Orioles does not go very well, I yeah. think you need to start considering, you know, at the very least, skipping his next turn in the rotation. I, I agree. I, and there, I, was some, there was some talk last time around, you know, when David Hale came in and threw, threw a gem in relief that, you know, maybe that would happen, but that was quickly put to bed. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see this time at a certain point. You're, you're a team playing meaningful games. You're in a race that's going to be incredibly tight throughout the rest of the year and at a certain you know it's not it's not april anymore you can't keep saying the guy's going to figure it out he's going to figure out he needs to actually do it and you look at other guys we just talked about earlier the young arms in the minor leagues i I mean there's guys that could come up and do spot starts that are more than capable of pitching better than what sunny or you have to at least see if they are yeah right and listen we've already seen it with domingo herman Luis Sessa could come up and, and do a spot start. Uh, Lois Siga could come up and do a spot start. These are guys that have already come up and, and yeah. done pretty well. So Sonny Gray, the clock is ticking for him right now. Yeah. And it, like you said... It might have already expired. Exactly. By the time this, by the time if you're listening place. right now and he had a bad start, don't be surprised if Sonny Gray is not pitching again next week for, for the Yankees. And you also look at the fact that, that, again, there's young guys coming up that could, they, they could bring up from Scranton 
put him right in, and I'm sure Aaron Boone would be totally fine doing that if they're able to pitch a little bit better, if not a lot better than what Sonny Gray's doing because the bar has been very low for him. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, a few other uh, dying star nominees yeah, yeah. that we have here. Yeah. Uh, Neil Walker is an obvious choice. Yeah. Um, you, you could throw – I think you could throw based on overall – Sample size, you can throw Greg Bird in there, but as we record this, he's starting yeah. to swing the bat a little bit better he's on, been on Tuesday. Showing the signs. Right. Yeah. On Tuesday night, you know, he had a home run, four RBIs. He's been hitting more line drives, more fly balls. He's driving the ball. You want to look at overall numbers? Yeah, you, you can throw him in there as well. And then everybody's favorite, I, I think, is the last one off the top of my head anyway, is Chase and Shreve. I don't yeah. know if you have anybody else to add to it before we close out this segment. I, I wanted to say Chase and Shreve, uh, big time, Garen. We've talked about him not as often, I think, as we have sh- we should have. Uh, because, listen, the Yankee bullpen is so good. You know, you forget about Chase and Shreve sometimes. And I'll say this, you know, there have been a couple of times where Aaron Boone has brought him in and you're just wondering why, in a big <laughs> spot... Chase and Shreve's the man you look to when you've got so many other guys uh, to, to, to think about using in that kind of a situation. Here's my problem with him, and it's a very simple problem. He's a left-handed pitcher and can't get, get lefties, lefties out. out. That's ridiculous. I mean, that, in, the that, major, in the major leagues, Gary, when your best pitch gets righties out and you're a left-handed pitcher, yeah. that's unacceptable. And that is unacceptable in the major leagues. You can't have it, a guy and like and that. And it makes you wonder, what do you... Would he have made it on the team yeah. this entire time if he wasn't a lefty? It's a great question. But he's not even getting lefties out. So yeah. it's the Yankees and this kinda this is a good segue into our next our next uh, uh yeah, segment. Next so I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna you know Save no. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm right. It's gonna be a little bit of a delayed reveal, but the Yankees need to go out and add a left handed reliever to their shopping list. All right, Gary. Let's get into this. The suspense now. is killing them. They want, I, they want to know which left-handed relievers. It's killing me. And I already I'm know about. what I'm going to say. They want to know which left-handed <laughs> yeah. relievers I'm thinking of. Exactly. So, you know, Zach Britton on the Orioles. That's a guy that high they, ERA, but a guy that's got a lot ERA, of talent. But a guy who's been a closer for the last few years and a very good one at that. You know, he's well, coming back from injury. And don't, don't forget, he had that one stretch where he was literally the best reliever right. in the major leagues. At right. And now you're looking at him as. Replacing Chase and Shreve, which is very disrespectful to Ch- to Zach Britton, but um, you know that shouldn't be too difficult. That's that's one option. There, there's Brad Hand on the Padres, who's All star, nothing, nothing but nasty for the last few seasons. So yeah, they're gonna have to go out and you gotta go out and you gotta replace. Shreve. It's funny because people you gotta are, have a lefty that can get lefties well, out. Well, you hear people say starter, starter, starter. That that's also on the list. Like it, you can have more. It than, is, but you don't go. To, you but don't Chase go to, and Shreve's been really bad, and right. and you look at the fact that you don't go to sh- you don't go to shop and stop though, looking to get you know just a loaf of bread. Well, I'd say Brad Hand is much better than a loaf of bread. Right. I, I, you know, I'm you, saying I'm saying you get more than one thing when you're when you're out. And the other part, fair enough, but the other part of it is your biggest rival besides the Red Sox wants that guy. Right. So not only is it a need for your team, but the Astros want Brad Hand as much, if not more, than you do. You gotta get this guy. And and to expand on, you know, where rivals come into the play, and this will affect the Yankees in their pursuit of starting pitching as well. So that the Red Sox don't hit lefties nearly as well as they hit righties. Right. So, we'll get to the rotation in a minute. But we get to a crucial September game, and you got to call upon a left-handed pitcher before the ninth inning. So it's not a role as Chapman. Chase and Shreve's the guy you're putting in in a high-pressure situation? Or would you rather have Zach Britton 
Um, Brad Hand, Brad Brock, on the, on, also on the Orioles. Uh, excuse me, Brock is not a lefty. Uh, I'm just thinking of, I've got general trade targets up here. But again, yeah. but again, you got a guy in Shreve who doesn't get lefties out anyway, so if it comes down to it, just upgrade the spot anyway. Yeah, exactly. Whether lefty, righty, whatever. The, it, it would be huge, huge for the Yankees to do that. And then you're looking at, first of all, getting a guy that now fits a big-time role in the bullpen, but also you're continuing to have a huge advantage over a team like the Astros, whose bullpen has been still that's very their, suspect. That's their weak spot. And for the Yankees to continue to have that stranglehold over them and to be able to say, let's just get a, a starter through five or six innings, have a lead, and then you're throwing out guns ablaze out of the bullpen. Your Chad Greens, maybe a Brad Hand through a trade, your Batances, your Chapmans. You, you, you've got... I, David Robertson. You've got so many arms in the pen. How that many it, closers can you have? <laughs> yeah. And if you if you add a guy like Hand or even a guy like Zach Britton, and now you can say to Chase and Shreve, listen, man, you haven't done the job, and we have to upgrade here. And whatever you want to do from it, with him from there, whether it's just to, to bring him in. Uh, no, at, he doesn't have a roster spot at that point. Or, well, at that point, you, you wouldn't. So you'd send him down but or, or, or get rid of him. But at that point... You know, you you're making your biggest advantage over the Astros that much bigger by getting a guy like Brad Hand, and I I'd argue it's just as important as getting a starter because now Tanaka's healthy. You're getting these guys, but CC lost his last time out. He's still been really good. Yeah. He's been fantastic all year. But Luis need... Severino is a Cy Young candidate, like... and Domingo Herman maybe not in a postseason game, but he's been doing the job. But move, but yeah, moving into the starting pitcher discussion. I still think they need one, if not two guys at the deadline. And it's got to be – one of those guys has to be somebody that goes at the top of your rotation. The, the way I see things shaking out or a good plan of attack for the Yankees would be you have you know, a better version of Jaime Garcia from last year. Mm-hmm. And then you have your Sonny Gray, but you actually hit on him this time. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and so like – talk to people and it's like who's who are those possibilities well when it comes to this year's version of garcia names that have been floated out there matt harvey's one personally Mm. i don't like that i think that's just too much of a that's asking for too much trouble in new york city um (laughs) i I actually spoke to a red scout when i was at a game recently and me and a few other people were asking about harvey and how he's doing there in cincinnati and he's like he's great the bar's close at 10 p.m uh, and so interesting, you know that that's that tells you all you need to know about Matt Harvey. You know, you you invite so many off the field problems and distractions and stuff in the clubhouse with a guy like that. So I don't like him. But you know, another pitcher I do like that the Yankees have been linked to a lot is J A Happ or J Happ, and you know, he pitched very poorly against the Yankees just the other day. But he's a quality pitcher. He's a guy that can be at number three and number four for them. He pitches well against Boston. And, again, this is somebody that I'm looking at as um, the number two guy you get at the deadline. Still having your eyes targeted on an ace, on a front-line starter, which they have the prospects to do. Like, There's been so much talk this week about them getting involved with Manny Machado and what they should and shouldn't give up for them. Manny Machado was a great, great ball player, as Yankees fans have seen firsthand this series. But 
the problem is not the offense. The problem is not third base. The problem is not shortstop. If you're going to throw all your prospects at somebody, it, it should be at pitcher. And you know, assuming the Mets are going to actually accept reasonable offers, which you know, the Yankees would still have to overpay, but overpay at a reasonable rate. You know, Jacob Degrom, I think, is the guy you throw all your prospects at at the deadline, or somebody of his caliber from a pitching standpoint. I, I still can't get over the fact that the Yankees and Mets have never. You know, come together for a trade. That that's why I have the roadblock with Degrom or Syndergaard, who's, who just did a rehab the other day with the Brooklyn Cyclones. You know, these these are guys that, you know, as much as if they were on any other team, even the Red Sox, the Yankees would would have a much better chance of, of doing a deal. But because it's on the Mets and the Mets front office just doesn't do that. I, I think where that front office is right now. It kind, it kind it's of in flux. Opens, there's that, it, it there's open, no doubt. It opens a door, but also I think you got to look at it as uh, the Yankees have probably the you know the Yankees have one of the two or three best farm systems yeah. of any team that's going to be looking to upgrade. At the 100%. Deadline. Uh, the Mets can get a treasure trove in return. And the Yankees can still not even give up their best guys like Torres and Andahar and you know maybe Frazier, maybe not. But like the Mets could still come away with three, four, five guys that could really, really help them down the road. And this is a team that you, know, you think things are bad at the major league level. Look at the farm system. Yeah, which is why I think if presented with a right offer, they would be inclined to do business with. There with their New York City rival. But we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be a fun, exciting month when it comes to that. It's funny. You know, the Mets The Mets uh, would be dumb not to do the deal. But, but I mean, again, because of the it, past, it, you know, you just don't know. And and the other thing is, you know, that's the thing. That's, that's what's so interesting from the Yankees' side of this, Gary. And this is, I guess we'll get out of here on this. It, it they... Syndergaard and DeGrom are probably the only two pitchers out there that you could confidently say if we brought them in, they could be not only one of the two best pitchers at the top of the rotation, but could be guys that you could rely on in October to, to give you a huge performance in a big spot. There's nobody else out there on the starter market like those two guys that you get via yeah. trade right now that you could say you could plug them in and you can rely on them in October to be one of your top two guys. There's nobody else. And then... The bullpen, though, becomes just as important because of that. Because if that doesn't work out, you want to make sure you can bolster the bullpen even more. And getting a guy like Brad Hand, at least for this season, if not next season, whatever you want to do as far as his contract and, and having to maybe re-sign him at some point, Brad Hand is a guy that you really need to seriously consider if you're the Yankees front Britain, office. any lefty reliever, really. Anybody not named Chasen Shreve might do at this point. But Brad Hand's an all-star, and right now, you know, I, listen, this is the first time he's been this high on anybody's radar, so I don't know how long this will last, but it, you gotta strike the kettle while it's hot, or the iron while it's hot, I should say. And Brad Hand, for me, is a guy that the Yankees should really, really consider. He is, he reminds me so much of Mike Stanton. He reminds me so much of Mike Stanton from the early, the late 90s, early 2000s. He's a guy that you could just put in, and he's going to get batters out. He just gets them out the in big not spots. A guy that's got to be a specialist. But again, you need to have that left. That's, gotta, that, you, you that's what I'm left. saying. Yeah, he gets yeah. everybody but out. But, you, but still, when you do need a specialist, you got to have that left hand, that left arm yeah. in the bullpen. bullpen. So it, uh, 
It's going to be a busy month. I think we're going to have a lot to talk about. We're going to be back and trying to talk about it a little more regularly yes. than we have in recent weeks. So uh, we, we look forward to seeing what happens the rest of July and the rest of the season. And look forward to talking to you some more about it, guys. Thanks for rejoining us today. Yeah, we appreciate you guys sticking with us. Uh, like like Gary said, we're looking forward to be with you guys more regularly. And we'll have a lot more good stuff to talk about as the season Go Zots. That'll do it for this episode, and we will see you guys next time on the Locked On Yankees podcast.